All right, thanks guys for that carrier update. It's time now for our daily communities check-in. And it's Monday, so we are talking to Mike Bowden. This is still all about the stockout and what's up in the CPG space. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Sure, no problem. That was a nice graphic. I haven't seen that one before. It looks great. I love it. Our graphics team here at Freight Waves is awesome, and the intros are on point. So big shout out to them. Let's dig a little bit into what's going on in the stockout. We've got the show this afternoon and our newsletter, of course, launching twice weekly. And today we're talking a little bit about USDA and school lunch regulations. How does this all tie into CPG? Yeah, so I think this will impact CPG companies that uh, sell into the food service space. And um, sort of the aspect of CPG that I find just the most natural interest in is those topics related to health and fitness. And so I, I like to talk about those things in the newsletter when, when, when they arise. And I thought this was pretty interesting last week. So the USDA is going to regulate school lunches. They're going to regulate sugar in school lunches for the first time on a national level. You sort of go back to the Obama administration, and they had regulations to, on, on fats, including taking trans fats out. And it really ended up being counterproductive because the food company just put in more sugar to make the, the taste the way that um, they, they wanted it to taste. But now, so the new sugar limits say they can't be more than 10% of the calories per meal starting in 2025. Then the sodium limits get stepped down 10% from where they are now. And then, you know, have to get stepped down another 10%, uh, you know, another year out. And then, you know, the grains, 80% of the grains have to be whole, whole grains. And then there may be regulations, you know, Pending on flavored milk, they may not be allowed until either the fifth grade or, or, or eighth grade. So, so all these things, um, th- they sound like good regulations. Um, of course, there's always pushback from the industry and um, these trade groups that represent the, the food companies. I mean, some say it's unrealistic that they're going to source that many whole grains. Some say that children won't eat the meals at school if they won't taste good. They'll either bring something from home that tastes better, or they'll just wait until three in the afternoon and go home and, and eat, at, eat at home. They said, Milk Lobby says, well, this is just taking weight weight choice that, that, that they should have. Um, and then some say, well, these these meals that these kids get at school are the healthiest, some of the healthiest meals they, they get, which may be sad commentary on, 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 on parenting. But um, in any event, I suspect that the pushback comes from the fact that these unhealthier foods are cheaper to produce, and these companies don't think they're going to get compensated commensurately with the additional cost it takes to change their supply chain, you know, get these um, you know healthier foods into the lunchrooms that that the revenue is just going to increase the sort of the you know with inflation the kind of the way it, it, t- it typically would, um, and. You know, all these things, I think, is just part of a bigger push you know, really around the world um, related to CPG um, for, around health, particularly around sugar. I mean, there's been this big change in, um, you know, what the FDA can, can you know, can, uh, defines as healthy, you know, either implied as, as healthy or, um, you know, ex- expressly that a, that a company can say, you know, is, is healthy, you know, has to have certain, you know, positive you know, nutrients in, in addition to not having some of these bad things. And in the UK, there was this this big regulation change for what they call HFSS, sort of high fat and sugar and 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 salt content. And in the UK, they have these labels now. They're sort of the red, green, um, uh, yellow, sort of stoplight type labels, so you can easily see how much you know sugar, sodium is in a particular um, you know food product. And then what I liked about what they did is they actually took the retailer into account in the UK. 
And now they say they like, can't have these end of aisle displays or have junk food at the checkout counter because that causes more impulse purchases. And Mondelez said, I mean, they um, that, that they're seeing fewer impulse purchases of their uh, products because of some of these uh, changes. So it does seem to be having a little bit of an effect. I would like to see more done as far as the, the U.S. big box retailers. I think the issue is uh, go to Costco and you get these huge tubs of M&Ms and just having more junk food in your house causes you to eat more junk food. I don't think it's it's the fact you, you gave your kid a candy bar at the checkout counter because <laughs> this one candy bar. I think it's more the, the, the quantity than um, it, it, whether you eat these things at all. The the serving size and not necessarily the the content of the foods. I think the the school lunch argument is super interesting because, of course, we know that during the Obama administration, Michelle Obama had a very big campaign on healthifying school lunches. And that was kind of her flagship program, right, was making sure that these nutrition standards were really up to par for kids. And, and those regulations and those administration decisions have kind of carried over recently. Did we see any type of big impact to CPG companies when that initially went into place? And now with these new USDA regulations, are you talking about even more stringency than what we saw during the Obama era? Or, or was it kind of rolled back and now looking to put it back into place? Yeah, I, I you know wasn't following CPG industry closely at that time. I know they had to take a lot of those products out of vending machines and, and things like that. So you would think that that would have you know would have an have an impact on those on those companies. Um, so, so not being able to sell a lot of those a lot of those products. But it seems like you know probably like the, the the companies that are most concerned about this would either be the ones that you know do do uh, the, the you know the milk where where they those will be lower margin milk products or that just sort of sell into food service in in general just having to change out all their supply chains to to, to make them healthier and mike it's been many 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 years since i was in school but back then there were school stores and you essentially you could skip lunch altogether and just buy snacks from stores and things like that on campus. I know my school is probably in the minority in that, but do you think that this would get impacted by any of this potential regulation at all that, you know, you would limit not just vending machines, but also what types of food are going to be sold on campus? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that was was impacted by the Obama administration rules where they were doing things like removing vending machines, not allowing the sugary sodas, not allowing a lot of the, the packaged snacks, most of which are made by, you know, Frito-Lay, Pepsi. So, um, so, so I think it could, it could impact those things as, as well. But, you know, I mean, w- w- if, if those stores weren't available, would you just, you know, bring them from, from home and keep them in your backpack? Mm-hmm. So that's, it's interesting to watch for sure and going to be interesting to see how this continues to develop. Let's talk a little bit about Stockout. We've got the show today in the newsletter this week. What's coming up on the show this afternoon? Yeah, so I think there's a lot to, to talk about just with companies report, starting to report earnings. Uh, I saw Treehouse just reported. I mean, that usually gives you a pretty good handle on whether private label companies are taking share from the national brand. I mean, Treehouse makes all these um, private label food products for companies like Aldi, Trader Joe's. So that gives you a pretty good sense. And then um, uh, Nestle either reported or is about to report. And, you know, they're the biggest company in the space. Um, and they've done really well um, with a lot of their, um, you know, initiatives to, to move into more premium products. So that'll give you a sense of whether some of the higher income consumers are maybe cutting back. I mean, they, they just said the other week that um, they still have some room to go in terms of getting sort of really being made whole from the the higher costs that they've incurred 
So um, it'd be interesting to see if they, you know, talk about that again, that they expect to see higher on-shelf prices. I mean, there's this big disconnect right now between what the grocers want in terms of price and what the CPG companies uh, want. CPG companies say, well, their prices are still rising, maybe not as, as quickly as they were, but they still um, want higher prices. And when we're looking in the CPG space, Mike, a little bit of a random question here, but do you see any kind of trend moving into um, suggested serving sizes instead of actually making any foods healthier? Has that been a conversation at all? You know, I, I haven't I haven't heard anything like that. Um, but but that's the, I mean that's part of the, the the thing that needs to be taken into account with a lot of these labeling requirements, like the um, the stoplight like labeling requirement that they have in the UK is. It, it you have a big red label if it's high in sugar, but it's based on, you know, how much, you know, the, the serving size is. So if, you know, if the serving size is small enough, I guess you potentially could qualify for, for a green label, even if something is high in, in sugar and there, no one ever eats one serving size. So um, that is something that needs to be taken into account. All right, Mike. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. And of course, we'll catch the stock out this afternoon. Folks can go subscribe to your newsletter as well if they want more. Okay, good to see you guys. Good to see you as well, Mike. Right now, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back with more Freight Waves Now. 